Well, hey, I'm thankful to begin a two-week series um, this week and next week. We're going we're gonna to talk about what it looks like to come together, right, to gather around the Lord's table. Uh, if you have ever read the New Testament and you really pay attention when Jesus is speaking, which is the red words, right, the important ones, uh, you're going to see that he oftentimes referred to or used food and fellowship, right? That was in his vocabulary. Why? Because he knew the needs that we have, the need for food and the need for fellowship. So here's what I'm going to do. On the count of three, you're getting ready to gather this week, and you're going to share a big Thanksgiving meal. On the count of three, I want you to yell out what you're most looking forward to, right? What side dish, maybe it's turkey, maybe it's something else, maybe it's the dessert, what pie. On the count of three, I just want you to yell out the one that you're most looking forward to. You ready? One, two, three. I hope it's all good. I hope it's all good. I didn't hear it. I heard an apple pie, maybe. Uh, I hope it's all good. Uh, We have our favorite dishes, right? We have the things that we like and that we prefer, and we're looking forward to them. Um, But really, if you think about the New Testament, uh, Jesus, and we're going to talk about this next week, before he went to the cross, what? He had a meal with the disciples. Before he ascended into heaven, after after, uh, going to the cross, he what? Was on the shore, and the disciples came and had breakfast, right? He ate. He was constantly eating in the houses of Pharisees and in the house of uh, sinners and tax collectors. He was gathered around and gathering with them, right? When I think about this, um, I think about Jennifer's family. Jennifer was born and raised in Kentucky. And so when we were dating, we went down there one summer to her mamaw granny's house. And if you go by that name, you can cook, and it is just a wonderful house to visit. Uh, I had never experienced quite anything like this, but we, we went down there, and we we're visiting her family, and I, I wake up to the smell of bacon. And if you've ever w- been awakened by the smell of bacon, it is wonderful. Uh, you should try it sometime. But I wake up, and gathered around this table is friends, family, uh, nieces, nephews, siblings, aunts, uncles. Uh, it was just, it was, it was amazing. It wasn't even Thanksgiving. It was like summer. Okay. And, and I wake up and mamma granny looks at me and she's like, honey, if there's something you don't like, just let me know and I'll make it for you. And I'm like, with all due respect, if there's something I don't like, we're in trouble. Okay. Uh, because there was pork chops, bacon, sausage, biscuits, gravy. I mean, just like all of the fixings. But when Jesus is talking about food and fellowship, he's talking about coming together. He's talking about gathering around. He's using the table as a metaphor for the kingdom of God, right? He's, he's using it as an illustration. He's using it as imagery for us to better understand what the kingdom of God is. And when I think about the kingdom of God, I think about, the, I can't help but think about mamaw grannies, right? In that moment, I could see Stories. I could see laughter. I could see fellowship taking place. It was good for my soul. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke chapter, uh, uh, excuse me, 14, verses 15 through 23. 
this morning. And we're, and we're in this uh, part where Jesus is at the Pharisee's house. He's gathered around a table, and he's going to talk about this great banquet that has been prepared. And again, it's ver- Luke 14, verses 15 through 23, and it says this. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. A servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant said, "What what you have ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told the servant, go out in the street in the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of the banquet. I love this imagery that's happening within this banquet and that Jesus gives us about what the master is preparing. We also get this imagery of, of what, what the table is. And over the next two weeks, we're going to talk about what the table is and what the table has. And, and when we think about this banquet, what happened? These people were what? Invited. We were, they were invited. It was an invitation that was sent out. Jesus, God, the master who is in this, who is, 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 that is who the master is in this story, has invited us to come and gather at the table, right? The table is an invitation for you and I. It's an invitation for you and I to be included in what God is preparing, what God has planned for us. Here's the catch, right? Who's included? Right? Jesus is sitting in the Pharisee's house and he's talking to them. If you didn't know much about the Pharisees, the Pharisees, what tradition would tell them is that they have a claim to the kingdom of God, right? Right? Through tradition, because of who they are and the things they have done, they have this claim. They have asserted themselves that they are going to experience the kingdom of God. That's why in in verse 15 they say, well, who's going to eat, right? Who's going to be at the blessed is the one that's going to enjoy this feast. And so they have asserted themselves. But if you read this passage, who is the invitation for? It's for everyone, not just the Pharisees, but it's for the the sinners and the tax collectors and everyone is included to come and join the table. I love that Pastor Mark asked the kids, is there a kid's table? How many of us grew up at the kid's table? All right. Okay. Only two of us. All right. Uh, no, we, I don't know about you, but I grew up around the kid's table. You had the adult table, then you had the kid's table. And, and, I, and I enjoyed it. I don't think I was old enough to sit. It wasn't that there wasn't room at the adult. I just don't think I, let's be honest, I didn't want to be a part of those conversations anyway. Uh, so, so that's more what it was. But there was always two different tables. And that's not the way the kingdom of God works. Right? God invites us to come and join him at his table. It's an invitation where you and I are included 
I was thinking about this passage and I remember when Jennifer and I lived in Terre Haute, uh, we lived on the outskirts of Terre Haute in a place called New Goshen, Indiana. And there was maybe 30 people. I'm not even exaggerating, <laughs> maybe 30 people. But they had this diner and it was called Scott's Diner. It was only open on Fridays from like, I think it was like seven in the morning to I wanna say like 11. It wasn't open very, very long. Um, and it was Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And Jennifer and I, would uh, we began to go there on Fridays. We would go there just about every Friday, and we'd get to know the people. And um, when I say the people, uh, there was tables everywhere, but there was Jennifer and I's table. And then there was the table of about these middle-aged men that if you needed to know anything that was going on in your town or what was happening, you would go ask them because they knew, right? They knew what was coming and going. They knew who this person was and that person was. And they were a joy to get to know, right? The stories they would share, uh, the laughter they would have, they were as a joy to get to know them. But I remember there was this one time we had been, we had been going there for a while. And I was there uh, eating breakfast, and I was sitting by myself, and they look over. And they're like, hey, come join us. And I, I'm not saying this is the moment I had been waiting for, okay? But in this moment, I was like, okay, this is awesome. I'm now coming to their table, right? I'm now coming and sitting at their table. I think there's a picture of them uh, on there where I, I'm, I'm getting to enjoy their table, right? What was so special about that? I was included. I was included. They had invited me and it included me to come be a part of what they were, right? That's what God is doing when we think about this great banquet. He's inviting you and I to come and be a part of what he is preparing. And guess what? Everyone is included. How do we know this? How do we know this? Well, the banquet says that what? Go and get them and tell them to come because everything has been prepared, right? It is now ready for them to come and enjoy. When we think about the table, and this is a beautiful table, and we think about it, what does the table have? Or what what, what does the table have? It's already been set. Right, The table this morning has already been set. It's got the plates. It's got the napkins. It's got the silverware. I didn't know till too long ago that you had a salad fork and a normal fork. Okay, uh, I didn't know these things existed. Uh, but, but the table has been set. See, sometimes when it comes to you and I and we think about what the kingdom of God is and really it is this invitation for us to experience, for us to encounter what God has done, we think, well, I can't come and, I can't come and have a seat at that table. I didn't prepare anything. I, I, I can't come. I didn't prepare anything. Or listen, I'll come, but let me go ahead and set the table. Lord, I see what you're saying, but, but let me go ahead and get everything out and and. In our minds, what we're doing is we're trying to make sure everything's right before we encounter what God has for us, right? We, 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 we think about this invitation and what he's doing. Say, well, just, get, just let me get right. Let me straighten my tie up a little bit. Let me get my life in order. Let me, that's, not, that's not the case, right? You're included. You're invited. This invitation is for you and I, no matter where you are in life, to come and experience what the kingdom of God has. He's drawing you and I to the table, and you and I have been included in what he is preparing. You and I have been a part of the plan 
for the kingdom of God. We don't have to be right. We don't have to get things right in order to experience or encounter it. He's inviting you just as you are to come and have a seat, right? Do do, do you get that? He's saying, hey, come and have a seat. You don't have to worry about what the table has or what what you don't have or, or getting your life ready. I've already said it. The table's already been set. All you have to do is come and participate in it. All you have to do is come and have a seat in the things that I am doing. See, it reminded me of a a movie. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Captain Hook. Or Hook, I think is what it's called. Not Captain Hook with Robin Williams. It's a movie about Peter Pan. And uh, it's one of my girls' favorites. We oftentimes will say grace before eating a meal. And in this movie, when they say grace, you would say a prayer. They go, grace, and then they just start eating, right? That's, that's, that's them saying grace. But it's this movie about Peter Pan. Robin Williams plays Peter Pan, and he is a lost boy. And if you know, Peter Pan can fly, right? He can do all these things. He can fight hook. But Peter Pan becomes an adult, And as an adult, Peter Pan is trying to find himself. He's trying to figure out himself, right? And he's kind of uh, uh, stopped participating in the things that he used to, right? And we get to this this scene where he has to go back and Hook is is back and and he's taking his kids. And so Peter Pan has to go back to, I think it's Neverland. And he's trying to figure out who he is and he's trying to do all these things. And they come to this scene where they're at the table. And I want you to see that. Now. No, 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 no. We don't use them. Why do you have them? We have them, so we don't have to use them. Oh, don't grow up! Everybody say grace. Bless this, O oh Lord. Peter? 
I love that image of the table. What was, what was Peter Pan's struggle? Right? He wasn't participating. Right? When you look out at the table, he, everyone else was enjoying this great feast and they were having a good time and they could see it. Right? They were participating in what was going on. And then Peter Pan, he's like, what am I doing? Right? And they're like, you're doing it, Peter. Uh, you're using your imagination. What he was doing was he was participating in it and everything changed. See, the church, you and I, we're invited to come and enjoy the table. Why? Because we're invited to be kingdom bearers. This week, as you gather around your table, it's so much more than just gathering with friends and family. There's something special. There's something unique that takes place at the table. And it's because we have been invited through Jesus to participate in it. When I think about the church and being kingdom bearers and the kingdom of God, it's needed. It's important. It's vital for the church to participate in what God has set. All we have to do is be a part of it. Mm-hmm.